It is 9-11-2023, and today we are remembering and honoring those that have fallen on 9-11 of 2001, and we our prayers are with the families and friends and those who are afflicted by it, and we are so grateful for the people that have fought for us and for the first responders and the law enforcement that helped on that day. And we mourn one of the deadliest attacks on American soil since Pearl Harbor, and so we are going to discuss a little bit about that as well as the unfortunate response of Joe Biden and the media outlets that should be covering it on their headlines on page one but unfortunately it doesn't seem to be the case so uh we are going to be we are going to be covering uh 9-11 a little bit we're going to be honoring and remembering them and then after that we're also going to go ahead and jump into the latest development out of new mexico where the governor michelle grisham i believe her name is michelle grisham has suspended your right to open and conceal carry a gun in new mexico completely violating the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, not just the New Mexico Constitution, but the federal United States Constitution. And but luckily, we have some brave men and women in the law enforcement who have said they refuse to enforce her unconstitutional decision. So that is something that we can be grateful for and look forward to hopefully being a pathway and a cause for it to be rectified. But Democrats, they just they're losing grip. They're losing power. So they keep trying to tighten. Mm-hmm. And it is not working out for him. And then lastly, we'll go ahead and end it on a little bit of a better note with the week two of the of the college football season and then week one of yeah, the it's a little recap NFL our thoughts. season. So we're going to give you a little bit of a recap of what happened and some of our personal America's Dummies opinions. Ex, ex, expert opinions on the matter. So <laughs> Who are we, the experts? <laughs> We look forward to that. So thanks again for tuning in. I'm Kyle McClure. This is Lone Wolf, and we are America's Dummies. Let's dive in. And welcome back to another episode. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today on, well, I guess when we're recording it, it is September 11th. I've hoping we can get it dropped and uploaded for you guys to see this within the next day or two so that way we're not too far off on honoring the fallen of 9-11 and yeah. honoring those who have lost their lives in the war on terror overseas and including those that still suffer today through illnesses because of the toxicity in that day and then of course those who have lost family members friends and family members on that horrific day which by the way we'll get into this as we may have alluded to in the intro We'll get into why, again, Joe Biden is not the commander-in-chief because he is failed as a leader of this country because he just doesn't seem to care about anything. And, uh, of course, we're talking about the fact that he is he, he was nowhere to be found. He officially broke the tradition of our leader, mm-hmm. our nation's leader, to be there on yeah. 9-11. Yeah. And it's like I understand he's doing some, you know, good things and, well— why it's important he's in Vietnam, uh, but at the same time, bro, you, you should have been here. You should have been at the White House. You should have been at the, uh, the side of the attacks. You should have been at Ground Zero. Yeah, should have been at Ground Zero instead of sending you know, cackling hyena laugh Kamala Harris there next to, you know, Mayor Eric Adams of New York. Is it Mayor or Governor? Governor Eric Adams? 
governor. Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, Mayor. Governor Kathy Hochul. Yeah. So, either way. Oh, no. we I forgot to take this off the, the thingamabob. The, well, I mean, I have C4, so it doesn't matter. Shh. I'm sure Ozark, Just in case. Ozarka wouldn't mind us having their water on screen. It's a great water. It's, it's a great free brand. advertising. You know, you know, that reminds me. People... And we're going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. Just stick with us. But <laughs> what pisses me off is that, especially growing up, people were like, just drink tap water. It's like, no, I don't like the taste of tap water. I prefer to have good filtered water, like water bottle. And everybody's like, it's water. Water is water. It tastes the same. I was like, no, no it, it doesn't. doesn't. No, it doesn't. Coming coming from a guy <laughs> that, you know, when we got home from school, we were outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, came home when dad whistled. The street lights came on. Oh. And we had water from the hose or yeah. whatever we could find. It doesn't taste the same. No, it doesn't taste the same. Although I will say sometimes on a very hot day and you get some water from the hose. And it's kind of coldish. It's cold. Ooh, uh, refreshing. I got to say. That hits the spot. I got to say. But yeah, <laughs> I prefer very good filtered water. I have a filtration system on my tap water on my sink here. Yeah. And while I do need to go to the store in the next couple of days and buy a new one, even when it's fresh, brand new filter... It still does not taste good in comparison to, like, water bottles. I have to, and even then, I have to well, the have filter, it I have to have it freezing cold, like, pretty close to freezing yeah. for me to be able to drink it, and it tastes somewhat good. I, I, can't, I can't just fill it up and then drink it, and I don't have ice here. I keep my ice maker off because, again, the filtration system for that isn't that good, so I just, ugh. yeah, Yeah, I don't, well, I don't like it. Tap water hasn't been... The greatest in the last year, you know, five years to a decade. I'm just glad we're not in Flint, Michigan. Yeah, we can. Well, you could actually <laughs> drink it if you had to. Well, yeah, but it ain't ideal. Well, yeah. He, Anyways, so all right. So uh, as we're again, we're gonna discuss, and you can switch over to whichever topic you feel like uh, jumping into today. But again, we're gonna be talking about. The 9-11 Remembrance honoring the 2,977 people who have lost their lives on that horrific day by just 19 hijackers, 19 terrorists. Mm -hmm. And a little bit about the response from Joe Biden and also the media and their coverage of it recently. And then we're also going to discuss... What what, what coverage? Exactly. Yeah. And then we'll also discuss a little bit about New Mexico's governor trying to essentially do away with the second amendment of the federal constitution mm-hmm. not to mention i mean she's just on the state level but not to mention the fact that she's trying to do away with the second amendment on a federal constitutional level and she is trying to attack your second amendment rights and basically suspend the second amendment of your civil rights to carry concealed or open because the new mexico is constitution constitution carry state just like Texas is. Yeah. So, so that's concealed. Yeah. And she's getting a bunch of flack from both the left and the right. And we have seen some reports and videos of sheriffs in New Mexico saying that they swore an oath to the Constitution. And they will and not to protect, enforce it. Exactly. To, and to protect their, their, uh, their communities. And they will not enforce an unconstitutional ruling and decision by the... Mm, I don't know what to call her, but... We'll just stick with the governor because I'm trying to... Well, there we go. The tyrant in charge of New Mexico right now. There we go. Just like the tyrant in charge yeah. of America is Joe Biden. It's like she was called by uh, 
one of the people we follow, uh, Michelle Tyrant uh, Jizham. Is that her last name? Grisham. 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 Michelle Grisham. Yeah, Grisham. Michelle Lusian Grisham. But yeah, Michelle Tyrant, the Tyrant <laughs> Grisham. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we'll do that. And then, of course, we'll end off today with a recap of week two of college football, including some of the bigger highlights like Miami and Texas A&M, Texas and Texas Alabama. Bama. Texas beating Alabama, which is crazy. And then we'll probably discuss a little bit about Colorado maintaining people's eyes and their efficiency. Yeah. And then, of course, I'll discuss a little bit about Oklahoma because I'm an Oklahoma fan and how I am content with the win but dissatisfied with how we won it. So we'll get into all all of that in further detail here in a little bit. But first, before we do, please go ahead and click that like button, hit that share button. And subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. And don't forget to turn on that notification bell so that way you do not miss an America's Dummies episode when they drop. We are still in the process of trying to figure everything out. And please comment below what you think of the video and audio quality, what you think we could do better, maybe what you like already. And then, of course, does anybody know how we can live stream or... Do a recording to where it's easy to bring up ep videos at, as we're actually recording so you can see our lifetime reaction because I don't know how to do that. And I can't find a straight answer on how to do that. So, if you do, please comment below and let us know or send us an email at americasdummiespodcast at gmail.com. Now, without further delay, let's get into it. And the first one is... Honor the fallen of September 11, 2001, the most one of the most horrific days in American history, the most horrific attack on American soil since Pearl Harbor, December 7, 1941. And so, man, I just, I, I obviously, everybody remembers where they're at if they were alive. For me, I was alive, but I was three, so I do not remember where I was at or what I was doing. It's more than likely in daycare. But you, on the other hand, you remember where and what you were doing when it happened. And as someone who is not even born in America, you're born in Puerto Rico, which is an American, essentially subsidiary, if you will, American colony. You were still living here in America at the time. Yeah. And you still felt extremely Uh, disheartened. Being born in Puerto Rico, obviously our, our roots are there and that little island is, we'll die for it, you know. Uh, but we still have strong ties to the U.S. And I've been in the U.S. before and family in the U.S. Um, but in 2001, I was three years in. I came in 98. Yeah. Um, the year I was born. Yeah. So I was at work receiving a truck. And the manager came in and it's like, turn on the TV. And we watched the news. And, uh, you know, at first we were just watching, like, Damn, you know what's going on? Asking questions, whatever. Most to find people, out. when they saw the building on fire, they thought, "Man, what a horrific accident!" Yeah. And now, as everybody is watching it unfold, but, uh, when when that second plane hit live, it was live TV. That second plane hit, my heart sank. I was like, "We're going to war." Yeah. Like we're at war, and that's we closed the store, sent the customers home. Like y'all need to go get ready. Uh, dude, I don't, I don't remember. Hell, I don't remember the first six years of my life that well, right? And obviously, that I just turned three about a week before that, right? So a week before 9-11, I turned three. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, I don't remember any of that. I, my mom and my dad have talked about where they were at when they saw it. 
my dad talked about how he was waiting for a job application to go through the Twin Towers, hmm. right, through the World Trade Center in order for it to be processed. And he remembered watching it on, you know, as, you know, he's waiting for the whole process to go. He's not at work. And he remembered watching it on the television while at home. Yeah. And uh, how everybody felt that day and how everybody thought it was a horrific accident when that first plane hit at 8.46 a.m. in the North Tower. And then at 9.03 a.m., the South Tower got hit, which and what's crazy, too, is the South Tower actually came down first. Mm -hmm. And when I see the videos to this day, ever since I saw the first videos and watching the people jump to their deaths because of it's either jump to your death or you burn alive. That was the... And they didn't have a way out. So watching the, and when you watch the videos of people in the streets in the aftermath, you can see it on their faces. Yeah. You can see the hurt, the pain, the disbelief. Like if you go to, you know, just search like uh, remembering nine eleven, and there's a uh, one website I saw that is remembering nine eleven through pictures, mm -hmm. and it's just picture after picture after picture, and it's like it's hard to see because I saw that happening right, and uh, yeah. So how and you know what frustrates me a lot, too, is how a lot of people will take these videos and they'll try and turn it to conspiracy theorists as this video of a plane going in, in the second tower. That was faked. That wasn't real. It, it was it actually gets, bombs. I, that shit frustrates it, me. That bothers me a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, you have your conspiracy theories, whatever. Uh, but all those people that were there, thousands of people. Saw it. the planes hit the tower. You know what's crazy too is so I actually saw for the first time that uh, exactly right. Um, I saw for the first time that video we looked up earlier where the dude was actually pretty close to both towers and he was on the ground floor looking up. So everybody sees the one that's in a building, you know, basically kind of almost eye level, a little bit below where the accidents happen. This one he was looking up right yeah. at, with the video camera the entire the time flew like right and i could and oh i like i get chills i got chills when i saw that yeah. and you can just hear the plane and of course there's the sound there's the delay in the sound because how quickly it happened mm -hmm. right and then it hits and then you hear it kind of like lightning and thunder yeah right you see it then you hear it and you just i mean you see that plane going so close i Look, the reason why we're saying remember the fallen, remember the 2,977 people, both civilians, law enforcement, and military personnel from the Pentagon that lost their lives on that day. The reason why we're doing this because so many people have forgotten or did not grow up during that time frame. They, they forgot what it felt like. They forgot what it looked like. And they forgot the patriotism that everybody felt in terms of their homeland being attacked. We have a big country, not a whole lot of people in comparison to some other places like Russia, I think may have more people and places like China for sure. Oh, China definitely does. All right, but we have patriotism that's almost unparalleled, or at least we did. We and that kind of cement that. that that kind of connected us. The only people that weren't connected like, were the politicians. Like but that, we were united as an American people. That day our patriotic strength was increased exponentially yeah um but all that's gone away with the years and like the media not covering it like for me today that should be your top story 
on every media channel there is. The first thing you should see when you go to any media channel yeah. is remember even the even like like maybe a lower Chiron on the live TV when they're covering different topics, which we know they should. They should still say remember the fallen of nine yeah. eleven and or honor the fallen. And, and, you know, and people can argue like, well, what about Pearl Harbor? Like, why isn't that on the front page? Should be every it December seventh, yeah. and it usually is. I mean, a lot of times it is. But like, every every very like July fourth, the history of the United States uh, forefront of every media outlet because we need to go get back get back to a sense of patriotism because we're an all low. In terms of people who are proud to be Americans, people to call themselves Americans, people who call themselves patriots, we are an all-time low. And unfortunately, the lowest of them are people who register as Democrats or left-leaning ideology, yeah. right? If you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, you're the most patriotic of them all. And it's gotten to the point to where it's no longer about country. It's all about poli it's a po political party. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't understand. And I don't understand why, what is it, Washington Post, CNN, NBC, even Fox News. Even like, Fox News you had to scroll down. Right, the New could, York Post. The New York Post. You had to scroll down. Bro, New York, it's in the name. Yeah. It's in the name, the New York Post. And uh, I'm and not just going to denigrate or downgrade or attack or anything, just the left-leaning news outlets. It's the right-leaning, too. Fox News and the New York Post. The New York Post is more independent, right-leaning. The Fox News is obviously conservative-leaning. But Fox News has been screwing up a lot lately mm -hmm. and not covering on the, on the front page, having a big picture and article for people to click on to remember the fallen, remember 9-11 and why it was such a big deal and what transpired because of it. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I think we should have invaded another country and gone to war for 20 years? I don't know, but I still think it's better than sitting around and letting them do it again. Yeah. Like to me, I think it's the, the, I think it's mixed feelings in terms of how we responded. Yeah, like the the patriotic you know feeling, the love for our country that we had after that, that's gone away, and you know the media should be like telling people about it, you know, showing the kids about it, like what happened, what it means to be uh, mm -hmm. an American, right? Yeah, because let's not wait for another attack, thousands of people dying again exactly. for us to be united again mm -hmm. it's in the name the united states of america and that's what we should be let's not wait yeah. and just do it exactly yeah and you know what this uh, you know that actually uh, reminds me of the fact that december 7th 1941 pearl harbor we were attacked and it was during when the <clears throat> rest of the world across the seas was at war right yeah, and then what was it like three days later later i think on december 10th congress declared war against Japan and Germany and the mm -hmm. Axis powers. Yeah, Pearl so, Harbor took us into World War. World War Two, yeah. right? Exactly. And then, of course, what happens with a few days later, I think on... I don't know if it was September a 20th. few days later. It, it was. So the few days later, I think we declared war on terror, essentially. And we, I think, what was it? October was when we first went into... So, yeah, the first attacks uh, uh, against in the War of Terror... Uh, was on October seventh in two thousand one in Afghanistan. It started with uh, great with uh, Britain and with the United States doing several airstrikes against the strongholds and training camps of the Al Qaeda. And so, real quick, let's let's back up a little bit and go into a little some details about that day because if you're a young viewer, if you're twenty five or younger, maybe even just a little bit older, but 
you don't remember much about it from when you're taught in school or you weren't able to experience it firsthand which i don't wish people if there, could if to there's experience any it students firsthand. listening to us let us know if school said anything today yeah I would yeah like to know. if there's anybody out there who's in high school middle school if you're in middle school Salute to you, because I don't know why you chose us. <laughs> but um, if, you're in, if you're in, if you're any, yeah, if you're any type of school, let us know if they covered the 9/11 tragedy. What what they covered? If they even said if anything, they said about anything about it. Yeah. How how much time they spent on it? Like, what was the coverage like for you today or on 9/11 at the time you are watching this video and if actually you know what even if you're older just comment what your what your experience was like in school when they cover 9-11 and how you felt during that time but let's go back up a little bit so on september 11 2001 there were 19 hijackers 19 people a part of al-qaeda which by the way they had educational training they had some education going on not only how to fly a plane but also a little bit detailed about how for instance and how the, what the the how hot jet fuel burns yeah so they, they, had, they, they had these are yeah they had very big de- this was been planning for years mm-hmm. years i mean they tried to attack uh in the 1990s they tried to bomb the twin towers by going to the concrete pillars in the parking garage they tried to destroy its structure luckily it failed but we didn't prepare for for an air attack and yeah. we had some we failed in the and, and intelligence this, uh, agencies and bringing forth incredible intelligence to the front it stalled and some essentially of, some of the hijackers if i'm not mistaken got their education here mm-hmm. yep yep so, so very unfortunate very yeah. unfortunate now i don't think we can discriminate against people who look like them nor should we have started no, of course lo- acting like that after 9-11 happened. It's people, not everybody who's a part of the Muslim people, faith. Just because you're Muslim, black, white, whatever. There's extremists on every spectrum. Everybody. It, people who do bad things come in different shapes and colors. In different sexes. religions and sexes and everything. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, anyway, so on that day, the first plane hit the North Tower at 8.46 a.m. The second plane hit at 9.03 a.m., there were, I think, on the first one, about 56, maybe 70-something passengers on the first one. I think 56 passengers 63. on the second plane. Yeah. And those are just passengers, not even crewmen. Um, so it's anywhere between five and seven on those planes. And then, of course, you had a third plane hit the Pentagon. I don't remember the time at which that happened, but there was a one that flew into the Pentagon killing, I think, a few, a couple a hundred or so, a little over 100 yeah. there. And then, of course, we had... This is one that I am extremely proud of. It's a, again, it's a damn shame that it happened, but I am proud of how Americans responded in was this. They a, knew that they di- they were going to die. United 93? I am not sure which one it was, but there was a plane that was hijacked, and it was either A, headed for the Washington, uh, for the Capitol, U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C., or is headed for the White House, and several, a lot of brave passengers of that plane fought back against the terrorists and they were actually able to save more lives by sacrificing theirs and bringing the plane down into a field in Pennsylvania. So I, I wish, I wish that we had that type of patriotism. We had that heroic heroism, heroism here in America today. And I just, unfortunately you don't see much of it anymore and you see more people ashamed to be American and to call themselves patriots 
than those who are actually proud to call themselves patriots. I am, for one, proud to be an American. I am proud to be a patriot, and I will die being being one. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about that. Indeed. Yeah, especially for something that I believe in. Yeah. And yeah, I, I will sacrifice my life to save others because I know at the end of the day, I know where I'm going. Right. Well, okay. I guess I don't truly know, but I believe because I've accepted, you yeah. know, Christ as my savior, Jesus as my savior. So me trying to live my life in accordance to how He wants me to, I can be, I can be, calm in the face of death and i think a lot of those people were like that and i think a lot of them were like you know what i'm, I'm gonna die i'm gonna save people in the process no and that's what we need we need more people like that and unfortunately we don't in this day and age and it's the fact that the depression. media yeah it's like the fact that the media is not covering it on the front page is a disgrace like how can you call yourselves an american news that, company that or american your, like on days like this that should be your first line Period. Yeah, period. Remembrance of 9-11. And then also on that day, what I actually didn't know was that the World Trade Building number 7, which housed the city, New York City's command center, was because of the debris from the Twin Towers when they fell, caught on fire, and it was left unchecked for seven hours. Mm -hmm. And luckily, we don't know who, but someone actually ordered the evacuation of that building and saved hundreds of lives before that building finally collapsed as well. So, I mean, luckily, we were able to save some lives from there, but the fact that we had, what, three buildings at least collapsed that day because of the tax? Uh, I think it was, well, the towers, number seven, and then the surrounding ones burnt down or also... Were they burnt down? I know they I know they were definitely yeah. a part of the... They got affected by the debris. I don't yeah, know. the towers fell on them, so they probably collapsed. Because all the other ones were smaller than the 7th mm -hmm. Building 7. Yeah. So, I mean, so. it's just all a disgrace. <clears throat> and then, of course, um, if, you know, as a few days later, George Bush, George W. Bush, he declared war on terror and said to other countries around the world, if you're not with us, then you stand with the terrorists, which... That's pretty strong, and for America to say that, yeah, you kind of have to follow step, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, and you know, we went into war. We went to war in Iraq. Yeah, that one began on March nineteenth, twenty. I, <laughs> I'm a dumbass. I wrote March nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Um, what year was that? It was two thousand three, maybe. Sorry, guys. I'm not a historian, so. Uh... 2000. To that, yeah, 2003. Yeah. So I wrote 2023, but it's 2003, and it ended around uh, 2010. And then, of course, Obama announced the withdrawal of troops from Afghan in 2011 and said the war officially ended in 2014. So there's a lot of history to go there. And if you are interested and curious about what pursued due to the terrorist attack on 9-11, please go do the research and... Because I know, for one, it's extremely interesting to see how it all unfolded in terms of here and abroad, how it changed the intelligence communities, how it changed how we, you know, use the the airports, you know, flying, and all the restrictions that came about. The U.S. Patriot Act, which is a huge violation of our rights, I, I, I would say, in terms of surveillance. I'm sure it, it comes in a handy for a lot of ways, but at the same time, I don't think it should have been something that passed. Yeah. Well, they probably use it to their advantage, you know, the corrupt ones. Of course, of course. 
And so either way, I encourage y'all to go do the research and to just keep these families in your hearts and your prayers as you remember these the, the fallen, as you remember how they were needlessly taken from us in a horrific an attack on our country. And just also remember, too, this was committed by 19 people. 19 people killed almost 3,000 by hijacking planes mm -hmm. and just killing. Just killing because they wanted to, because they hated America. Now think about the tens of thousands of people. Hell, think of the millions of people coming across unchecked our borders today. And over the past several years under the Democrats and the and Joe Biden. That might have the same thoughts. And you and not to mention, I think we've had we've captured over a hundred people on the FBI's most uh, on, on the FBI's watch list. On and on terrorist watch list. Wow. I mean over a hundred. And this was committed by nineteen. Keep that in mind as you as we go into any type of election and as you decide who it is you want in office to represent you in America. And protect our land. And who you want to protect our land. The people who are allowing anybody and everybody to come into this country unchecked and unvetted or the people who want to protect our border, protect our lands, and protect you. Just remember. All right. So Straight up. Let's West go side. ahead. Let's go ahead and change things a little bit. Let's uh, go into another, unfortunately, kind of somber incident, if you will. But at the same time, kind of proud that there are sheriffs who refuse to do anything about it. And that is the New Mexican, the New Mexico Governor Michelle Luchon Grisham, however you pronounce her name. Uh, she declared a public health emergency for gun violence and moved to suspend the open carry i think the concealed and open carry for citizens in terms of being able to carry their guns so they basically suspending except the for, u.s uh, constitution not the new mexico constitution which yeah except for law enforcement and yeah certified so for 30 officers. days to address the gun violence epidemic or gun violence yeah, public health emergency like i which by the way like, like health really maybe <clears throat> safety yes but health like no. covid really really are you serious? Really? Health? What? If that makes sense to you, you're stupid. Like, I, there's no other way. If that makes sense to you, if gun violence is akin to public health emergency like COVID-19 or something worse. said that the gun violence, it's a health problem, it's a health crisis, and that's what we're going to do. If you think gun violence is a public health emergency, you might be a moron. Yeah. And if you think a criminal is going to say, oh, I guess I got to stop using my gun because this lady says so, it's going to do that. <laughs> and that's what the sheriff, one of the sheriffs said, too. It's like his brother his was involved in brother was his brother. And I think his nephew or were someone in were in the car and they got shot up. And he's like, the last thing I'm going to do is tell my brother, you can't you have to get rid of all your guns and you can't protect yourself. Yeah. Gun, okay, yeah, so that's also another way to look at it, too, is, okay, okay, everybody, well, I'm going to suspend the U.S. Constitution beyond my authority as the governor of your state and cannot suspend anything that has to do with the Bill of Rights of the Constitution, but I'm going to do it anyways, and you cannot open or conceal carry any weapons for 30 days while we address this issue, and then what? what's the response from the criminals going to be? 
Oh my gosh. I you mean I can no longer illegally uh, conceal my illegally obtained gun and commit crimes. Wow, what a shame. Dang. Let me wait 30 days. Let me wait 30 days and I'll get back to Idiot, it. Bro. No. All that does is increase criminals' ability to inflict damage among people in the community. That's all it does because... You're basically penalizing the law-abiding citizens. Exactly. Law-abiding citizens have their and guns exposing for protection. Them to your take. Yeah. Criminals have guns to commit crimes. Law-abiding citizens have guns to protect themselves from the criminals trying to commit crimes. It's as simple as that. But, of course, the Democrats in charge, and I think she's a Democrat, too. She is. Yeah. The Democrats in charge, they don't like the First Amendment. They especially don't like the Second Amendment because that protects you from the tyrannical, the tyrants in charge trying to mm -hmm. take power and trying to take control over your lives. Mm -hmm. So they are afraid of the First and Second Amendments because it's a threat to them getting unchecked, unlimited power over us. Yeah. The First Amendment gives you freedom. Mm -hmm. The Second Amendment gives you a way to protect that freedom, mm -hmm. and that's what they want to do. They want to take away your freedom yep. and a way to protect it. Because it's all about power. Tell me that's not money. tyrannical. Yeah, I, I can't because it is. It is. It is, and I'm just glad that there's law enforcement all across the state that says uh, that refuse to do it. And then, of course, there was a I think is a member of the House who went on to X, and they said he said something in regards to criticizing the governor's decision a democrat by the way in california the governor's decision to suspend the constitution of the second amendment and saying that she does not have the authority you cannot suspend the constitution yeah, that's unconstitutional and what did she say about her views her beliefs personal beliefs about the u.s constitution she said the way she views it yeah what she personally believes and her oath are not absolute she can just which by the way wash it aside whenever she feels like it. Here's what I want everybody to kind of think about for a second. So she said something in the fact ba that basically she said it she believes that no that the US Constitution or no amendment in the US, US Constitution is absolute. Yep. It Yeah. Yes, it is. The document you swore to protect. And, but here's the thing. That's she not, said she said the US Constitution Dumbass. in my belief is not absolute. Okay. If any politician matter of fact, if any person says that they believe the US Constitution is not absolute, ignore them or at the very least at the very least ignore them. But what you should do as a responsible American citizen, or even if someone who just loves the country, even if you're just here like on a visa or visiting, is you should, not visiting, but if, if you reside in these states, what you need to do is you need to speak out and say, who gives a crap about what you believe? The fact is the U.S. Constitution is absolute and you follow it to the T. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you believe that what it is isn't what it's meant to be, what it what it's not meant to be, you, regardless of what your belief is, you have a responsibility as the governor, as the elected governor of that state or elected official of any position 
or anybody who swears an oath to U.S. Constitution to follow it, regardless if you believe in the Second Amendment, regardless if you believe in the First Amendment yeah. or the Thirteenth Amendment or the Fourteenth Amendment. The Constitution doesn't care how you feel. Like that—that that was made for a reason, and our country has grown to be the most powerful country yeah. in the world because and of the that. most free. And the, and the most, most free. free. The reason why everybody has the lives that they have today and the fact that they can change their lives based on their decision is because of the U.S. Constitution and the fact that we have had great men and women of this country of all colors, creeds, and religions yeah. fight for that, for those ideals, fight for those amendments, fight yeah. for those rights, those values for each and every person who resides here. Basically telling every soldier that's been to war to protect our country that they did it for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell the military that the they can't don't matter. That the, that the Constitution doesn't matter, and you should just do what we say because we, because that's what we say. Because you know, we said to do it. Because you need to follow blindly. I mean, like she needs to be impeached, which some Democrats are calling for it. Democrats, Democrats, Democrats calling for a Democrat. They're to be agreeing impeached. with it. They're saying her decision is it's not right. So then she's gonna be impeached. More she's likely. probably gonna be impeached. Uh, She's going to get smoked. Like, she's going to get owned in court. Hell yeah. Oh, hell Cause yeah. Because it's not going to fly. No, and right now the, the Supreme Court can jump in. Yeah, and there yeah. was already, yeah. within like 24 hours, there's already an organization that filed a lawsuit. Oh, yeah. And then uh, that sheriff that was speaking, the video we were watching, mm -hmm. uh, I'm surprised she's not in jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who's in charge of protecting the governor of the state. Isn't that treason? But... Ooh, I don't know. I don't Maybe. think so. I mean, I think she truly believes she can suspend the Constitution. But the thing is, she's not attacking the state Constitution. She's going well, she's, directly against the federal Constitution. Yeah, but she swore an oath to protect that. And if you're not, yeah, that's treason. So probably, it, it, you could probably make an argument for it. No. I mean, whether or not it would, it would go through, I don't know. You can make a better argument for treason for someone like Joe Biden and his taking money oh, from yeah. foreign it, countries and governments. I mean... Joe Biden, you can easily make a case for treason. Her, because she thinks that she can declare a public health emergency and suspend the U.S. Constitu uh, US Constitution, not just New Mexico Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, for her citizens only? Yeah. I, I don't know if that's treason or just complete incompetent ignorance. Yes. I, we'll I don't just know. Leave, we'll just leave her at dumb. She's a moron, for sure, yeah. uh, who loves power and out of touch with She's so out of touch with her with her constituents. So out of touch. I just don't see how that thought in her head was like, oh, this is a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, New Mexico, you elected her. Like, And New Mexico, I think, for the most part, was a pretty purple state. Well, I think I they're a pretty purple state. So I think now, be because of that, she just lost New Mexico for Democrats. I think so. And because Democrats, if Democrats are coming out against her, they know yeah. that the Second Amendment is extremely popular in a constitution carry state, mm -hmm. which means they know that they have to be independent more than Democrat right there. And, and don't, you know, one thing that uh, when you said public health emergency, you know, COVID was that. Yep. <clears throat> and they did mandates on masks and vaccines and all that. So that was like, like you said, it was a test. And now, I think the Democrats are lashing at her not because they don't like that idea, because they've done it, and we know they're for it, but it's because of the way she did it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Look, I want everybody to realize, I want everybody to realize this. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I was looking it up real quick. You, uh, New Mexico even actually went for Joe Biden. Now, if you look at now, that's only because these highly populated cities went mostly for Joe Biden. But if you look at the majority of the counties in the state, the majority of them are red. So that's where the unfortunate differences between densely populated urban areas and then rural and suburban areas. But anyways, so if you guys pay attention to what they did in 2020 for COVID-19, they declared it obviously a public health emergency. They declared it to be uh, an epidemic. Excuse me. Sorry, I didn't want you guys to see that or hear that, but it happened. Anyways, so... You're human. Well, oh, which, by the way, if you're listening to us on audio, thank you very much for listening to us. We also encourage you to go see the video. There's nothing special about it except for you get to look at our pretty faces. So what can I say? And if you're on Speak video... for yourself. <laughs> if you're on video, thank you for joining us. And just please be sure to click that like button, subscribe, and share, and that notification bell so you don't miss another episode. Now, to continue... If you remember about 2020, with the they used COVID-19 as a test run for how far they can get with going around the U.S. Constitution mm-hmm. to enforce their tyrannical power mm-hmm. grab and label it a public health emergency, right? Now, was it a health issue? Obviously, it was, especially for the elderly and especially for those who were particularly obese or had other comorbidities. But even then, if you take away the the elderly in like 65 and up, if you take away the uh, death statistics from there, the death rate was like 0.1%. I mean, and most of that was because their people were obese, right? So they used- You had health complications. And a lot of these death by COVID-19 that wasn't necessarily the real. If you got, sh- if you shot yourself death. in the head, but you had COVID nineteen, they labeled it yeah. a COVID nineteen death. I wasn't able to find it, but remember when I told you the the release papers, the medical release papers? I don't know the name of the person or anything like that. I don't even know if the per the papers were real. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but the person couldn't put weight on one leg. Uh, diagnoses, COVID nineteen. I remember you telling me about that. That I wouldn't surprise me if that's real. Now, don't get me wrong; we're not trying to underplay the deaths of no from COVID nineteen in twenty twenty and beyond. But the response from the government to take away our constitutional rights by cramming down lockdowns, mask mandates, COVID night COVID vaccines, which by the way they're not even regular vaccines like the flu, trying to mandate that for us, which the which the Supreme Court ruled unconstitutional. Yet they're trying to continue with that crap people, again people and put lost in mandates. Their jobs people lost their jobs because they didn't want to get there were, vaccinated there were nine people and we're kind of going off on a tangent a little bit here but we'll, we'll bring it back to we'll circle it back as jen saki liked to say circle back um there were there were i think about nine people who sued the i think public education system of new york because there were nine teachers that refused to take the COVID 19 vaccine so the mrna shot they won that lawsuit and they were this is they got fired a couple years ago because they wouldn't take the shot well this the judge ordered the public education system that they work for this i think the 
either the school or the, the district to pay them back pay for all the months that they should have been employed and offer them their jobs back. Which if I were the teacher, I'd be like, I'll take the money, but I don't want my job back. Yeah. I'll find a different job. Yeah. I'll find a different job if I haven't already. Right? Yeah. So it's little it's things like that that was happening all across the country and mostly by Democrats. And of course Joe Biden tried to use it as a public health emergency, which, you know, he thinks gave him the right to circumnavigate the U.S. Constitution to enforce his tyrannical ide- uh, agenda. And then, of course, you have him saying, not officially, he said in an interview that he has already said that we are in a climate emergency, mm-hmm. climate change emergency, which is false beyond false. We are not in a climate emergency, and they're just trying to force down their agenda to give them more power and money and control by saying it's an emergency and that you're all going to die. Yeah, Because they use fear... To gain power in 2020 using COVID, which allowed them to do the mail-in ballot process, which allowed them to win the election. And that's what I was going to say. They're doing this to get ready for 2024. Exactly. So they can have mail-in ballots Mm -hmm. that can be discounted, not counted, fraudulent ones, whatever. Yeah. And they're already... That's the only way they can win. The CDC even said that we... I don't remember what year they did it, but the CDC a few years ago said that we are in... A, we are suffering from a gun violent violence epidemic, and it's so not so not the case. And by the way, if you want gun violence to be solved, you give citizens the ability and right to purchase and own guns legally, of course, and then you ramp up the policing in your state in your cities to crack down on violent crimes, and you even crack down on some of the most like petty crimes because. It's called broken window crime or something of that nature, yeah. and they it was very popular when Rudy Giuliani took office as the mayor in the early two thousands, right? So when he took office, they did they would they would go after everybody for even the smallest crimes, and they were able to prevent the bigger crimes because they got the criminals off the street. That's what you need to do. You need to take responsibility for the fact that you and your policies are responsible for the increase in crime because you are harder on police than you are on the criminals quit slapping the criminals hands yeah and actually give them what the law says they need to get honestly if you refuse to prosecute like several george soros da's including in florida have refused to do you're refusing to do your job you're refusing to uphold the constitution and the law therefore you should be fired and unable to hold public office ever again when you should honestly if you're a if you're a district attorney and you refuse to do any of that you should lose all credentials you shouldn't be able to practice law you shouldn't be able to do any of that i think you should you've lost your ability to be in that field Private, public, doesn't matter. You've lost your ability to do that because you refuse to do what you were trained to do and what the law says to do. And be, by the way, each and every one of those people are backed by George Soros. Oh, yeah. All he's, of them. He's got a lot of say in what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, where does the central of disease control come up with guns being a center. disease? A disease center. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Aren't they like, the scientists? That's what I'm saying. It's like just a like, gun is not you, a disease, bro. Yeah, you guys are supposed to be in charge of health issues that have to do with the human body in terms of internal conflict yeah. in regards to infections, diseases. How about instead of taking guns away, just 
put the criminals away and people that need help mentally help them. Exactly. What I think people need to do is not defund the police, which is almost an entirely leftist and Democrat thing, but you need you to increase the funding. A city without cops? Like, are they serious? It's Detroit. That's Detroit. It's Chicago. It's downtown New York. It's Los Angeles, San Francisco. That's what those are. Minneapolis uh, been there. 2020. Yeah. Seattle in 2020 when people who were protesting because of Black Lives Matter, they took over seven city blocks and determined it an autonomous zone. And the chief of police, I believe it was, ordered the evacuation of a police precinct, which was then taken over by citizens who were basically honestly i i consider if you are a part of that group that took control of seven blocks of a u.s city you're a terrorist you're a domestic terrorist and you deserve to be treated like such not people who protested abortion clinics or people who were at january 6th and didn't even commit any acts of violence anyways that's a tangent. That's an episode for another That's day. Whole, That's a whole nother thing. Whole but yes, book. right now they're trying to use the public health emergency that they use for COVID-19 as way to crack down on your uh, rights to basically just any rights, especially your, freedom, your freedoms liberty, and your liberties for gun right, carrying. The pursuit of habits. They're going to use it for climate change. They're yeah. using it for guns right now. They used it for lockdown so that way it's easier for them to do mail-in ballots and take control of the... Uh, of the of the federal yeah. Uh, yeah the federal and state elections so I, just be aware of that because while you think that happened in New Mexico that won't happen to me here in Florida obviously you're correct here in Texas you are correct but places like Colorado places like no, uh, this see, uh, Washington it could places happen like it could happen anywhere really the Carolinas just keep or your, keep your eyes Illinois. open do your research. And when you see people like that, that are trying to, you know, cancel our Constitution, get, run. Them, get them out of office. Yeah, either run to a different state or do everything in your power to get them out of office and to never vote people like that in again. Uh, That's it's, another it's reason why that. we have is the Second Amendment, is to be able to Protect ourselves, yeah, from tyrannical, tyrannical government. government. Exactly. And uh, I would like for us to not have to resort to violence. Yeah, of course. But... If you gotta protect yourself, well, we have, you gotta protect yourself. We have voting power, and people can just—I mean—they're doing it in front of your face. Mm -hmm. Like, just get them out of there. Yeah, and people are probably gonna take that out of context when I say, if, "I don't—if you gotta protect yourself, protect yourself." But it is what it is. <laughs> Sounded great, didn't it? <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, I, that's a habit. I just crushed my water bottle so it fits better in the trash can. Let's see if I can make it. Way off. I'll get that later. Anyways, so it's like a let's let's go ahead. Ten percent success rate. That is so not true. Yes, it is. It is not I guarantee true. It. Maybe here when I'm trying to go for it, when I'm trying to go for a small trash can underneath the table. Yes, it is. But in general, it's not ten percent. Okay, it's more like we'll go fifty fifty. I'll get. I'll be generous with myself. Be fifty fifty. Generous. Shut it. <laughs> Okay, so let's go ahead and move on from there. We'll we'll end this episode on a topic about, for instance, a sport that I'm good at, which is football. I can't. I don't not know. basketball. I can't attest to that. Yeah, it's true. You can't. But no. you didn't know me when I played football. 
and you haven't seen me play. But I'm good at it. Okay? I am. Believe me on that. Play it. I can't. All right. Maybe maybe for a Thanksgiving pickup game. That would be fun. Hey, comment below if you got, if you have a tradition with your friends or family if you do a pickup football game during Thanksgiving. I'd like to know how many people do that. But all right, so we're going to go ahead and do a little bit of a week 2 recap, which I think is fun and like we said earlier, I think one of the biggest stories of this week is Texas, number 11 Texas going into Tuscaloosa, Alabama to knock off number 3 Alabama. And hard place to win at. Yeah, hard place to win at and they won most people will say convincingly when I watched the highlights because I was working during the game. Honestly, I saw a lot of mistakes from both teams, and Alabama stayed in it for quite a while. Yeah. And it wasn't until they threw a pick that was returned into the red zone, Alabama throwing the pick, that is, yeah. into the red zone that allowed Texas to score within 15 seconds. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Twice so, within 15 seconds. I think if it wasn't for that interception, we are having a different story here. Yeah. And, and Alabama turned it over twice, and they had nine – what was it? Nine penalties for 90 yards or something of that nature? Yeah. No, 10 penalties for 90 yards. That's what it was. 10 penalties for 90 yards compared to Texas 4 for 40. So Alabama, you know, they had their turnovers. Texas had their mistakes too. A lot of drop balls that should have been caught. Mm-hmm. Including uh, one that was in the end zone. Yeah. So. Should have been a better pass. I too. think both teams struggled. Obviously, you're you're playing a, a great team, right? True. You're not playing yeah. You, you know, it's the game of the week, the game of the year, whatever you want to call Even it. Even though I found out I found out more people but, tuned in to watch the Colorado game against Nebraska yeah. than they did well, for the Texas-Alabama game. Mr. Deion Sanders is creating a lot of spotlight for the team. But. Yeah, and to be honest, I can't say much about Colorado because I don't know much about the program, and I don't know much about the hype about Deion Sanders or Coach Prime. I don't know why he's called Coach Prime. Going to Colorado, uh, we would have to look into it. But there's a lot I, of like I would, people were talking like, oh, I don't care. He's enough. not going to be a good coach. Blah 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 blah. But was it because he was a good player? And of course, players will never make good coaches. Yeah, that kind of but, thing. Like Texas, Alabama, though. If both teams didn't make those mistakes, I think Texas still comes out on top. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. And people are saying, is Texas back or is Texas? You don't use that don't, term. Don't uh, count them. Is Texas an elite team this year? I mean, there's so many of that going on right now, and I'm just like... I wouldn't go as far as to say they're elite, but they are... They're going to be competitive, for sure. I, I Competitive, yes. Elite, as in they can go to the playoff and win it? I don't know. I wasn't able to see that. Now, I think their defensive line manhandled Alabama's offensive line. But we also got to understand that Alabama that this year, this season, is not the same Alabama from five, six years ago. No, it's not. It really isn't. And so to try and compare the two, uh, you have a lot of different uh, talents and skills like, on there. I mean, you still got the OG of college football, Nick Saban. Oh yeah, uh, guiding them. The uh, yeah, he's the best coach. I think what's happening is like you know. You got players for four years, right? Mm-hmm. So when Alabama was up with good players, Texas was recruiting and coming up. Mm-hmm. Well, you also got the fact that you got Coach Sarkeesian, which is starting to uh, finally get a lot of talent into the school. He's yeah. um, he's tightening a bunch of things up, especially with things like discipline 
So I do I think Texas is officially a team to be reckoned with? Absolutely. Do I think my team Oklahoma could beat Texas? I have no earthly clue. I mean, I have That's going to be a good I have thing. family members that so, Okay. So get this. My mom, I told my mom I was like, "Hey, you join the game." And she was like, "Yeah, absolutely. I'm loving it," right? And then she said later in the uh, later in the night, she sent me a text while working and she's like, "Oh, Texas is going to whoop OU's ass this year." And I can't say no. Because I'm disappointed with how Oklahoma's been performing the past few years. Now, granted, we just had Brent Venables take over as head coach, and we're still dealing with the the little hurt in our heart, if you will, about how Coach Lincoln Riley left us, about how he did it, and the fact that we thought he was the future of the program, but no, he decided to go chase dollar bills at USC. And uh, that showed where his allegiance lied. It lies with the money and not with the program. And I thought his allegiance was with the program. So... Yeah, there's a lot of piss. There was a lot of pissed off feelings in regards to how he left, and we were hurt last year as we were also trying to deal with a new coach, and he was trying to get back into the groove of trying to figure out what it's like to be a head coach. But do I think we're much much better this year? Absolutely. Am I content with how we won against SMU? Yes. Am I satisfied with how we won against SMU? Absolutely not. Do I think that Oklahoma can win against Texas? Uh, if we're running on all cylinders and Texas is not, probably. But with Texas versus Oklahoma, you could have one of them being the best team of the year and one of them being the worst team of the year in the conference, mm-hmm. and the worst team wins. It is literally a moment-by-moment moment figuring out who's going to win. A couple of years ago, Texas was ahead like 28-7, to 28-14. I think it was 28-7. to before halftime, I think like 28 points in the first quarter against Oklahoma. Oklahoma came back and won it, 55 to 40 something. Damn, they shut and down the that, defense. They 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 came to they finished right. And it was when whoever they it was the same game where Spencer Rattler was benched and they put Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams was the Heisman Trophy winner over at USC last year. So they put him in there and just absolutely destroyed Texas on offense and Texas struggled on 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 defense and offense really especially on offense they just weren't able to capitalize and they weren't able to do things going forward so again i i think you have to take Texas do i think Texas has a lot of talent do i think Texas is good this year absolutely do i think that you can say that they're an elite team and that they can go to the playoff i think if they continue to play and improve like they did against play like they did against Alabama and improve upon that. I think they could be absolutely. I think this could be very similar to the LSU when Joe Burrow was there and they won the national championship. Do mm-hmm. I think they'll be that good on offense? No. Do I think they could be much better than LSU on defense? Yes. I think they can. And I I like for instance, if Texas I'm looking at it right now. Texas scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. If they didn't do that, it's a much different ball game. Yeah. And in Oklahoma and uh, Alabama was still in it for a while, right? But of course, they made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Those turnovers, Te- Texas did too. Like yeah, and dropping Texas did the too. Zone exactly. Pass. A couple of, I think there was one couple of passes that would have got them in good field position instead mm-hmm. of punting. Mm-hmm. Those passes were dropped. Uh, you know, um, but yeah, I think they won't get there. I think they'll get there sooner or later, and especially with uh, going into the SEC. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna get there in terms of talent and ability. 
to do so. Uh, this year, I don't know about that. Every, I, keep in mind, too, guys, I'm not a I'm not, yeah, a, not an, an analyst or a statistician when it comes to football, so I could be way off, and I'm not going to make any official predictions. But this is here's my unofficial prediction: Texas is going to drop the ball on a, probably a couple occasions. They're going to have some really bad games because the thing about Texas is they're not consistent. That's Texas true. has not been consistent. Game after game after game or year after year for a long time now. And I just don't know if they can keep it up all year. I think they may also – and also Texas has had times where they're they're getting really good and they're getting there, and then they let their pride be their hubris, mm-hmm. and they get taken down, right? I mean, just what was it? A couple years ago they lost to Kansas? Kansas. Like, are you serious? Maybe that was even last year. I don't know. But Kansas? Uh, if they lose to if they lose to Wyoming their next game, then they're done. But it also you guys don't understand too. They 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 didn't have that great of a performance against Rice. Based on how they played against Alabama, they should have destroyed Rice. There are at times where they looked clunky. Maybe they improved. They saw what they did against Rice. They improved upon that. Now they beat obviously, Alabama. Obviously, obviously now they, they if they improve right. upon what they did. And they keep that up. Like you said, consistency is going to be key for mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they're not consistent, then forget about it. It's going to be the top dogs again, you know, Georgia. Get about it. Uh, you know, LSU, Florida State. Although I will say this. I think we need to be taking – we need to be keeping an eye out for Florida State this year because Florida State is looking like a team. Mm-hmm. And I remember they played against Oklahoma last uh, last year in the cheez Bowl. And Florida State won by, I think, by like three points. But they looked like a good team well, last year. Who did they so play week one? They're, uh, they're doing pretty good right now. They're number four in the country. Uh, Texas is number, or they're number three in the country. Texas is number four in the country. So they've only played LSU. Well, they play, LSU is ranked number five, and they won 45-24. That's a pretty convincing team against an LSU team that's, you know, pretty good. And so, and then of course Southern Miss, which is a no, it's a no, nothing burger of a team, sixty six to thirteen. And then they get Boston College after that. Yeah, so they got a pretty good. They got a. Uh, t- you can also can even understand Florida State's got a pretty good schedule this year. Their test is going to be against maybe Clemson, but for sure against Duke and Miami. So they have Miami on the eleventh of November, and Miami right now is doing pretty good. They just had an upset win against. I would I, air quotes upset A&M. win against Texas A&M, but they did, they won by like what fifteen points against A&M, mm-hmm. and so that I think I think uh, Miami is a pretty good team to keep your eyes on. I think going forward they'll be a pretty good team, and I think they're they're officially ranked this week. I think they're ranked at number twenty. Did I say twenty two? Right. I think twenty one or twenty two. Yeah. So. They're they're gonna be pretty good if they again if they can stay healthy and if they can stay consistent and play like that all year long. And Colorado, like I said, I don't know much about Deion Sanders. I don't know why they call him Coach Prime. I don't know the history behind the Colorado University. I know that historically, you know, Colorado hasn't been that good. They've been, I guess, average, maybe a little bit below average at times, but. They were really surprised about how they won against TCU, who TCU went to the playoff. They actually, TCU played at the national championship last year mm-hmm. and got destroyed by Georgia, which just goes to show they shouldn't have been there in the first place. 
Yeah. I just don't think – I think they got lucky against – what was it, Michigan that they played, I think, in the playoff game? Um, or maybe – Michigan was in there. I don't, yeah, I don't remember who So it was Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and someone else. I forgot who it was. Was it Bama? No. I don't think – no, it wasn't Bama. Ohio. Was it Ohio State? I don't remember. Yeah. Guys, uh, like, I forget about sports. it. I forget about it three months like, after it happens. like football, but we're not, like, obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, we're not We're not doing, you know, fantasy football for the NFL. But, yeah, so, I mean, keep your eyes on Colorado. Looks like they're moving up in the rankings, and hopefully they can keep that up because I'd like to see some, some other teams in the top other than what we see every year. Yeah. And the I think four. Florida State is one to keep an eye out. Utah – which is supposed to be really good this year. They went from 12 to 10, I think. Let me let me double check that. But they barely won against Okay, no. They're so I think they're still at number 12. Yeah, they're still at number 12. But they barely won by 7 points. And I remember watching it at uh, 7 points against Baylor. Baylor, which is not that good this year, and I think they lost to Texas State. Baylor lost to Texas State. Let me let me verify that. Yeah, Texas State Bobcats, forty-two to thirty-one. Texas State Bobcats. If you're not familiar with them, there's your answer as to how bad that is. <laughs> you don't know who they are. <laughs> you don't know who they are because they're not a Division One team. Yeah, they're yeah. not supposed to win. It's it it. it, you, it no, <laughs> you're not supposed to lose to the Texas State Bobcats. Uh, like, how did you let that happen? I mean, come on. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot that happened this week. I Obviously, it's really early in the season, Super. and college football is so much more unpredictable than the NFL. And so, and a lot, it's just, wow. Uh, college football could change in an instant. It's action-packed, that's for sure. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting, and... Of course, moving on to the NFL, bro. NFL, I'm I don't I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I like certain players on the team, but winning against the Giants 40 to nothing. 40 to nothing in the NFL. It's a fluke. That is hard to do. And it was raining. It was wet, dude. So that's the thing though. Texas, the the, the Cowboys, they play in and they play inside. They play indoors. No. The the Giants, they're I'm more they're more Apt, they're more conditioned in the wet in the rain. Yeah, the you'd think they would be. Yeah, you'd think they'd be able to perform better than a team like the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and uh, I might be, you know, some might, might be called a traitor or whatever. But uh, first NFL game I ever watched, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm a fan of Jacksonville, not a fan of the Cowboys. Uh, I'll follow them, but I'm not a diehard fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the Jaguars a lot, and shout out to them. Won the first game. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big NFL fan. I like to watch players. Uh, I I'm, I am a Saints fan, though. I will tell you that. I am a Saints fan because that's the first team I started watching when I started watching the NFL. It was the national championship against – or uh, Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts. You know, Drew Brees versus Peyton Manning, the onside kick that they recovered. It was a good game. It was a good game, yeah. and I liked it, and that's what made me become was, a Saints uh... fan. That was right after Katrina, right? Yep. Yep. It was after Katrina. They're playing in the new, I think it was, they just got done with this, with the uh, Mercedes Superdome. 
and so they were playing there for the first uh, the, for the first season. Yeah. So it was it was a good year. Obviously, had a lot of motivation, and uh, they had the whole city behind them. Oh, they always do. What are you talking about? You know, I don't know if you have any more diehard fans than probably the Raiders and Saints. Saints. I think Raiders, Raiders. you get crazy. Like violent, crazy, yeah. and I think the Saints you just have crazy, passionate weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> like how they act, they're not necessarily violent, but I mean, of course, in in New Orleans, Louisiana, you're gonna have your your violence downtown. No, right. Yeah. So well, I mean, there's, every, there's everywhere. Every city has violence. Yeah. Downtown. But I think I think you're more akin to seeing the crazy uniforms and the the very passionate. Like you the know, crazy reactions. outfits and exactly. stuff from yeah. the fans. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I Raiders think so. do crazy stuff. They're just in. They're just. Cuckoo. I, I mean, I don't. I, if I see someone wearing a Raiders jersey, I can tell you right now, I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> I don't want to get beat up. I'll tell you that. I'm a little bit of a wuss. Well, if I have to fight, I'll fight, but I prefer not to. Anyways, so. That was uh, week two recap. Technically week one for the NFL. It's a little bit off, but I mean the NFL. We also have uh, what you know. We had a little few more seasons or a few more weeks because of preseason. So, mm-hmm. but I, I we all I love college football. You love both. Both. I I don't follow NFL as much as I should. But now that I got you know cable and I'm gonna be watching a little bit more on Sundays, then probably follow along a little bit more but it's hard it's sometimes it's hard to just keep watching it when you're not invested you know what i mean it's a little tough but yeah that's like for me like a cowboy game i don't have to sit there and watch all the time yeah but if it's a jaguar game and i'm off i'm probably gonna watch the whole thing Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it was pretty good i was surprised that the lions beat the chiefs yeah i mean albeit one point one point but they they won and then I, Buccaneers twenty to seventeen against the Vikings. Uh, Baker Mayfield taking over for Tom Brady did pretty well. I mean, not as well as you would hope, but he did really well. He did a good job protecting the ball too. I don't think he had any turnovers whatsoever. So there's good on that if you're a Buccaneers fan. And so just hopefully he's able to maintain that all year long. And then let's see. We had the 49ers against the Steelers. 49ers 30 to 7. That's pretty good. That's mm. pretty good cuz Steelers historically are a pretty good team. And so see the 49ers walk away with a win like that. It's impressive. So, and then of course, Eagles winning at the Patriots 25 to 20, which was good. And then like we said earlier, Cowboys against the Giants 40 to 0 again for the Cowboys. I'm interested to see is that because their defense was that good. We all know that their offense can score. We all know that they have playmakers on the offense and that their O-line seems to be very much improved this year. And they gave Dak Prescott a lot of a lot of protection yeah. and they're able to run the ball efficiently. Yeah, efficiently. We'll, we'll be able to but, see more uh, next week, next Sunday, uh, when they play the Jets. Uh, in... Yes and no. The um, Jets historically have been bad, though. I mean, we'll find out how good they are I mean, they, tonight at the time of this recording. They they're put, uh, they put playing it, the Bills. Yeah. Uh, Jets-Bills. That's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers is there, and I think 
their offense is going to spark up a little bit. Apparently they had the number four scoring defense of the NFL last year. Yeah, so, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the Cowboys handle that. Yeah, that offense. It, it'll definitely be interesting. Although it says here, Dak Prescott only had 143 passing yards. Yeah. So that's surprising. He usually has three to four hundred. So I'm a little interested to see. They probably, I think they kept it on the ground more. Because uh, yeah, they, they ran a yes, lot. and probably you know a lot of defensive plays. But yeah, so the question is, was the Cowboys defense that good, or were the Giants offense that bad? We will find out going forward as the season unfolds and we see we get more more games under the belt, therefore more, more stats, more, more, stats more, gameplay, more, more gameplay and the ability to predict a little bit better based more, on more past vision. performance. Yeah. So anyways, that is it for today. Thank you so so much for tuning in. Let us again comment below. Let us know what you like about our episode. Let us know what um, again what they uh, covered in school with nine yeah. eleven and how you how you I'm felt just about it. Curious to see if they even said anything. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's today, 9 11, 2023, right? Mm-hmm. Did they say anything and how did they say it? And how long did they cover it? And then, of course, let us know what you think of the audio and the video and if you think we can improve a little bit. I think we did a little bit better. Also, our table's reoriented, repositioned. I like it better this way. Reposition. Yeah. I just it feels it feels a little bit better, so feels more open. But again, we're trying to we're just trying to improve every episode and trying to give you guys the best content we possibly can. But we cannot grow unless you guys share, comment, and subscribe. Also, if you if you like our episodes, if you like what we have to say, don't forget down below in the link uh, in the description below, there's a link to where you can go fi- uh, purchase some America's Dummies merch, and so I've, and so that'll help us out greatly. And I do kind of like this shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have different options. This is just pure 100% cotton shirt, but we have different options like a tri-blend and uh, doormat. We have tumbler, a few other options. But just if you like to go support us, we greatly appreciate it. And the merchandise store, and then, of course, soon we'll be able to have a Patreon that everybody can go support as well. Yeah, we so set that up. We'll keep you posted on that. But Again, thanks again. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to, to this podcast and turn on that notification bell. But as for now, that is it for today. So thanks again, and until next time. Peace. Go Jags.